The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway with KWC President Tom Mitzel. The next few moments belong to Tom and special guest. Good day to you and welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a program where we discuss a variety of topics and meet a multitude of great and interesting people. Today, I am privileged to host a distinguished colleague who is a member of the Kentucky Wesleyan College faculty, Dr. Crystal Hamorski, Assistant Professor of Chemistry. Welcome, Crystal, and how are you today? Welcome. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And I'd like to start out a little bit to give you a chance to tell me a little bit about your background and what circumstances brought you to Kentucky Wesleyan College. Well, I think first and foremost, I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky, and I graduated from Kentucky Wesleyan College in 2004 where I got my chemistry degree and played soccer. And then I said, well, I still don't know what I want to do with my life. And I would just loved education. So I got my PhD and I've done a, a lot of research between my PhD and now. And, you know, I, I found in myself what I like to do is to educate and move science forward through research. So I thought what better way to do it than to, you know, basically pay it forward to the students here since my love for chemistry started here. Wonderful. Now, you, you mentioned you played soccer and were chemistry, and there are many levels at which you could teach, K through 12, secondary, post-secondary. Obviously, you went into higher education by getting your PhD. So, other than the love of teaching, what drove you to go for your PhD? You know, so whenever I was in college, I had a, a factory job, and I, and I kept telling myself, if I stay here, I'm going to get bored. Uh, so, it was kind of a love for the science, but the fact that I love new things. And so I thought, if I don't go do this, I may just be bored. And that, that is a perfect answer, actually. And so your PhD, in what area did you pursue your PhD? Right. So I got my PhD in the Department of Chemistry at University of Kentucky, and I had uh, kind of a mixed PhD. I have my PhD in bioanalytical chemistry. So essentially what I did was I used protein molecules to develop biosensors to detect human pathogens or environmental contaminants or what forth so the bio side came from all the protein engineering and the analytical side came from all the assay development wonderful and we'll get back into your area of research in a little while because i think it might be uh, it might, might align very well with the question i have but you did come back you became a faculty member and most people have an idea of college from being a student and you now have a very unique position of being both a student at Kentucky Wesleyan College and a faculty member at Kentucky Wesleyan College. So can you tell me a little bit about what is it like to be a faculty member at Kentucky Wesleyan College? What are some of the jobs and projects that the position entails? Right. So, I mean, I think more than anything, what I have to say that is the same for when I was here as a student and a faculty member is the the loving environment, I guess, and the environment that we are a team per se. And so I feel like that is part of my job that I do is I'm there for the students and I want them to recognize what Kentucky Wesleyan has to offer for them. And so on a day-to-day basis, not only am I educating in the classroom, I'm also in my office for office hours, you know, for chemistry skills, but there are a lot of life skills that come with my job. And so I feel like I just want them to understand the opportunities that are there. And you can find them here as long as you find within yourself what you want to do. Wonderful. You talk about life skills, and I'm going to follow up a little bit with that. So when you, when you chat about life skills and, and working with the students, where are you going? What type of mentoring, I guess, are you discussing? 
normally I try to stick to, you know, what are my career opportunities. Um, I don't like to, you know, it's kind of hard to get in too much into their personal life, but I just try to say, like, what do you want? What do you want for your daily life? You know, what do you want? Do you want nine to five? Do you want to always be thinking? You know, what kind of family do you want? And then I start to think, well, have you thought about, you know, I don't know, there's medical science liaisons. There are jobs that people don't even think about. So I just try to get them to, even though they're frustrated in their current position or their life or their decisions, you know, there's a broader picture that sometimes you just have to think about. That's great. So you're both a pedagogical and career guru in, yeah, in, in a try sense. To so be. Very nice. Outside of the classroom and the advising and the, and the mentoring, you also conduct research. And a lot of people feel that it, it's very difficult to conduct research at an undergraduate institution, especially in the sciences, because undergraduates don't come in with a tremendous amount of experience. Can you talk about how you've overcome that aspect and how you integrate your students into your projects? Yes, of course. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's part of not understanding that undergraduate research is meant to move science forward, but also to educate them, and it may be a little slow. And so what I've just told myself is, you know, I'll give them little pieces of the project and I'll give them little goals and I'll see how far they go with it. And, you know, every student is a case by case basis because everybody works differently. So I have maybe eight students that I work with every week and I try to keep them in groups of one to two, maybe sometimes three, just because everybody's learning kind of at a different way. And so I would say anything I think people think undergraduate research, there's no there's no funding and there is not enough time. But I would say there are ways to find funding. You have to be creative in where you get the funding, and then you just have to be patient with your time. For the student, him or herself, what, are, what is the value of doing the undergraduate research? Because it takes a fair bit of your time, but it also takes a fair bit of their time. Mm-hmm. It is commitment for them to do it, and I think they have to see that it's hands-on experience that strengthens the knowledge that they've gained in the classroom. It is hands-on experience that strengthens their resume leaving this college. And and so I always have to tell them that when they come and talk to me, you know, you have to think outside the box to do this. And you, you are going to sharpen your knowledge, your life skills, your critical thinking. And so you got to put the effort into it if you want to get out what it's meant to get out. And, you know, medical schools, they want you to have research. And so it, it helps them with their resume and their career development. Well, and often, I, I think, too, if they get far enough along in their project, they are discovering something that nobody else has accomplished. That's nice to put on your resume. Yes, very, very true. I mean, I, I leave it open that any of my students can publish if they want. And so I have a student that may actually get a paper in the next couple of years, and, and that, that would be phenomenal for an Let's undergraduate yes. institution. Yeah, That's amazing. That's, and, and a lot of that has to, uh, that, that's because of your mentoring as well, to be able to guide the student into that position where he or she can get that that publication. So that's a lot of fun. I want to change directions a little bit uh, because COVID-19 virus has really changed a faculty position overnight in many aspects. And I know for a fact that you had roughly two days to transition from a traditional way of of teaching to an online teaching platform. And and can you explain that tradition a little bit we've we've heard from the students how it was for them but how was it for the faculty to really take on an entirely new platform right for me I think what I just had to say is okay I take a deep breath I close my eyes and I move forward while I dislike the fact that I can't see my students every day 
I just said, hey, how can I educate them the best that I can through our online learning platforms and through connection through my device and my computer? And I said, okay, this is how I'm going to set it up. So every class has a weekly schedule. We do discussion posts. We do assignments. You know, I'm connected to them through GroupMe, so they send me messages all the time. So it's essentially taken my office hours to being, you know, set time to all the time because I always respond. And so um, I've, I've just taken the opportunity to, you know, A, learn more technology and it's good for them, you know. So while they may not be strengthening, strengthening instrumental chemistry, they may strengthen, you know, how to use Microsoft Teams and how to use Word and how to use any technology platform, which is education in itself. So you really just find that way to continue moving their pedagogical pathway forward. Did you have much experience with online teaching prior? I had not taught a course specifically, but I had pushed a lot of my classrooms to a somewhat of a flipped approach, not full flip, to where I wanted them to learn content by reading or a small assignment and do a quiz before class. And so I have, you know, kept track of my attendance and doing quizzes and, you know, writing small writing assignments before class. So I had a little bit of experience with the the online platform. And have you noticed with any of the other faculty, and I know most, if not all of the faculty at this stage are working remotely Mm -hmm. for safety reasons. Did you notice any of your colleagues having difficulty with the shift and did faculty come together to help one another or were there resources on campus to help with what really was a monumental shift in, in how they approach their educational styles? Right. Yeah. I mean, there were there were emails going out campus wide about how I can help. And and these are workshops and emails detailing like what you can do. And so at least the one special thing I can say is for my close colleagues, we have a group text that, you know, once a week, how you doing? What have you learned? You know, hey, I learned this Xbox platform where you can teach on your computer. And so as a group, we're just trying to say, what have you done this week? And so it helps give us ideas on maybe to implement something that's better than what we're doing. One of the things that I've always enjoyed about Kentucky Wesleyan College was the close family atmosphere with roughly 800 students and a 12 to 1 student faculty ratio. You really get to know everybody's name. And obviously, we don't have as many people on campus anymore. There are about 130 students and and very few faculty, and that's all because of safety reasons. How do you try to keep that family atmosphere going? How do you try to stay in touch with your students, not just within the class. You, you mentioned open office hours, but are there other m- methods that you're using to try to stay close to your students as well? So actually tonight I have, you know, at 7 p.m., just because they have jobs and things that they have to combat with, but, you know, we're having a Microsoft Teams open discussion. We had an exam we need to discuss. If you have questions about life, I've already had them say, how do I get on Microsoft Teams? And so that's, you know, teaching them how to use technology. But yeah, to just having online meetings with them. I've FaceTime with them. My research students are coming in one at a time. They can come to my office. But yeah, I mean, any platform to connect with them, I'm, I'm open to it. That's great. And how many research students do you still have coming to the office or to the laboratory? Uh, three. Three. Uh-huh. Okay. They're still able to continue their work and do what they need to do and while maintaining their own social distance yeah so i you know they're for one credit hour let's say they put in three to five hours a week so with three okay. students and my schedule i've tried to i've scheduled them where they're not you know because a lab can get small so for safety reasons this is like i schedule them one on this day and so it's, it's worked out well okay 
so going forward, this has been a big change. But at this stage, we have just under three weeks of classes. So it looks like we have a light at the end of the tunnel getting everybody through. The transition, as difficult as it was, seems to have gone smoothly. It seems everybody worries about what is happening tomorrow, what is happening the day after. As a faculty member, especially conducting research, you have to be thinking long-term as well. Have you thought about what what happens as we go into the summer and what happens as we go into next fall, both in the classroom and for your research as well? Right. I think the key here is to stay motivated um, because we can easily say, well, COVID-19 hit and I, I let my research go. But for me, I'm still going to be here thinking every day. And I, I think the key to this is to put this pandemic in my research and in my classrooms, because nice. that's motivation in itself when you come back from something that was so hard and emotional on people to say, hey, you know, this is what happened. Let's learn from it. I mean, a lot of my research is virus based. And so you can ask my instrumental class right now, their case studies, coronavirus. And so I think for the future, there are new research paths if you just listen and learn from the pandemic. That is a great answer. And I was hoping we could kind of circle back to that because you do research on viruses. So you will be looking at the COVID-19 as we go forward, trying to help others figure out the cause, how it enters into the body, things that it can do. You're, you're, you will continue to work with that aspect. Uh, yes, of course. So um, since I'm a protein chemist, mm-hmm. of course, uh, there's some proteins that I've worked on for things like HIV and HCV. And my goal is to take them and see how they can be used in diagnostic platforms and in terms of like treatment and therapeutic platforms. Nice. That should fit in quite well with what it is you're doing. And I'd be willing to bet students will be extremely excited to get into that area, given what they've gone through just now. So as we finish the show, do you have any thoughts for your students out there for people who may be uh, feeling a bit blue with what is occurring and and what advice would you give them? You know, number one and, and first and foremost, just hang in there. I mean, I think this is the time where you look deep inside of yourself and you have to find things that you can see the light at the tunnel and you can see that the sun is still shining and you can see that, see that you still have your loved ones and that the college is still open and you're still getting your education. So, you know, try to find the bright things. I know for me, I've spent more one-on-one time with my kids than I ever have. Think about just the simple things in life that can keep you moving forward. So it really is a matter of looking at the glasses half full rather than half empty. But I know as a fellow chemist, we usually look at the glasses always full. It's just a matter of of which matter is, is, is in there. But thank you for just being a wonderful participant today and and for talking a little bit about the COVID-19 and what faculty have had their struggles of the faculty on the campus. I'd just like to remind everybody that Kentucky Wesleyan College remains a very family-oriented place and we cannot wait to reopen the campus to everybody's arms. But thank you once again, Dr. Morsky, and uh, have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Wesleyan Airway with Dr. Tom Mitzel on WKWC 90.3 FM. 